Unfiltered Podcast. It's Sport Unfiltered. Brought to you by Jeff Tooby's Voice. Unless I'm blind, there's got to be an investigation into this. It's Stupid and the Rio Olympics. But a new report out today finds athletes could be swimming in waters that are polluted by sewage, viruses, and fecal matter. What a disaster. Welcome to the very first Unfiltered Sports Podcast. We're going to be covering a lot of different topics over the half hour and uh, over the weeks, and there are plenty to cover. My name's Will McCloy, sports journalist based here in Sydney, and alongside me I have Rob Tasker, Hello. UFC host extraordinaire and general all-round good guy. Oh, that's the, that is literally the nicest thing you've ever said about me. Mm, well, I don't know. It's just like it's more of a cliche, really. I didn't think much about actually whether you're a good guy. It's just something you say, you know what I mean? Yeah, good start. Anyway, cool, cool. There's plenty of ways that you can get in touch with us. We'll be covering, uh, you know, whether our computer's open in, in case, um, you know, you send us a tweet at unfilteredau or on Instagram, same thing, unfilteredau, facebook.com forward slash unfilteredau. You get how it works. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. Plenty of ways you can um, talk about unfiltered, get involved with us, tell us stuff and we'll... Uh, address it on the very next episode. We want to hear from you on the opinions uh, that we have on different things. And it's time to get to our top story right now. Everyone, Rob danced during that. I'm just pretty proud of the production value so far. I mean, uh, 30 seconds in, Mm. and it's pretty impressive. Yeah, true. We had the American voiceover. And, and then we had that that yeah, thing. And we had the word human feces in like fecal the, matter, man. Fecal matter. Come sorry. on, man. In listen the, to like the in the thing. first thirty seconds of the show, we've already mentioned shit. Well, I feel like you know people need to know what they're getting into. So when they get to listen yeah. to the first thirty seconds before they download the whole thing, set they the can tone. go, oh, they're going to talk about set the tone shit. early. But talking about shit, yes, Rio Olympics. Yeah, it's going to be shit. Yeah, probably. Well, we don't know because everyone complained like I was in London and everyone complained in the lead up to that about how the infrastructure was going to be tested and the traffic was going to be terrible and the weather was going to be woeful and I don't want to have it happen here and then it was all yeah but was and that they got the, on board was that the same as the the, the shit that's going on now no I mean, no that's very different no that is first world versus Rio and Rio is a very different place to London in a pretty much every possible respect there's plenty of stats coming out uh, as we're worried about whether it's going to be a total shit fight over there uh, murder rates increased by 15%, robbery rate by 30% in the last 12 months, uh, economies worse since the, since the 1930s, and now they're expected to handle half a million people, uh, hospitals are running out of supplies, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, but the most visible the thing... the Olympic spirit. <laughs> Do you know what the... The, the Olympic spirit. The, the, I want to say it's like the interior minister or the minister for something in Rio came mm. out and said that, this, that Rio is in... That, Declaring a state of calamity. I want to know what that is. How is that is an that? official term? That's the polite way of saying, yes, we know this place is a clusterfuck. Mm. Okay, so is it an official term? Like, is, you know, there's a state of emergency, right? And that, that things, you know, things happen when someone declares that. Is a state of calamity like on the way to a state of emergency? It's like an, it's like an amber light. Like, it's calamitous. It's hilariously calamitous, I think that, but it's not an emergency. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like them trying to whimsically make it out that, yeah. oh, it's calamitous. No, <laughs> it's right proper fucked, yeah. but it's like 
Yay, Calamity. Calamity. Oh, it's like Basil Fawlty's going to be the head of the Olympic Committee and people are going to be tipping over trays. It's going to be hilarious. Of all, of all the various shit that's going on. You're very sweary today. Sorry about that, everyone. Come on, man. What do, what do you think the worst thing is? Of all the stuff that's happened? It's like, you know, you've got the Zika thing, the plague mm. and all that. you got the, mm. the financial ruin. I mean, they're already... Without a doubt, ruined. the foot. The foot? The foot. What's the foot? Okay, so beach volleyball courts go up. Everything's good. You know, happy days. It, it like means Brazil. Obviously, they're going to build the beach volleyball first because that's their that's their jam. And then a human foot washed up next to it, just washed up on the beach, next no to the next to the volleyball courts. No way. Just a foot. Don't know if it's left or right. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter at that point, does Not it? Not really. Don't know where the rest of old mate is. Still at the bottom of the, Somewhere. the ocean. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I swam swam in those I, waters. I, yeah, but I, I, you I know never what? saw a foot as a television product. Volleyball with a severed human foot. I'd watch that. Oh, you need a head because the foot's completely the wrong shape. I'd watch that. Foot, I, that. Foot volleyball. If that's the football, trend, you just kind of oh, feel there's like, already football. You kind of feel like no. I mean, imagine like the golfers are going along and you know they hit it into what they think is a bunker and it turns out to be like a mass grave or something. That oh, that's like, is a big jump from a seven well, no. foot to a mass grave. I'm just saying, big jump. You start but small, possible. You start small, you grow big. That's possible. So I was there, uh, two thousand nine, and we're in a hotel. We're in downtown Copacabana, like it's in the middle of a tourist area. And then the hotel next to ours got held up. Were you there for Mardi Gras? No, I was there for the, uh, what do you call that thing when they have a big party? Mardi Gras? No. Carnival? Carnival! Isn't that the same thing? Carnival, or in English, Carnival. I was there for that. <laughs> and the hotel next to us got held up by guys with machetes and grenades. No shit. Machetes and grenades. Wow. No guns, just machetes and grenades. So they've just gone from like, you know, and that was the 1800s to 2018. And that was not when there was an influx of millions of people from all over the world. No, I mean, there was people there. Flush with money. Because the favelas and everything, they're right next to yeah. Ipanema and Copacabana, which is like the big uh, touristy bit. Mm. They're right there. So and with Carnival, there's a lot of tourists around, a lot of people with a lot of money getting around, getting mugged. Did and they, they all a, the people come in and steal everything from them. I know crime's always a bit of a problem there, mm. but it, did they have a massive problem with it during the, the World Cup? Were there a lot of incidents? I don't, of, I don't remember hearing. I don't remember hearing. That. I mean, I rem- you remember hearing a but lot there was of a lot of other problems going on, but a lot of other problems. Like, so they had 44 test events and competitors of uh, the Guanabara Bay is the place in the middle of, like it's just back from the beach and that's where they're going to be uh, swimming and competitors have already gotten rashes and they're bot- vomiting from the trash and the fecal matter. That is in there, and I just think 150 scientists, doctors, and researchers have all said we need to postpone or move this calamity. Well, that's not going to happen. No, because of ego and money. They were saying the same thing before the the Delhi Commonwealth Games, and I can remember that, like, literally, like the night before it was due to start the first Mm. athletics event, there was like a a collapse at the the track stadium. You were there. The whole, like, you know, whatever they call the, the, the running track. It collapsed. The, they probably called so it the track. Up, there was this big crater in the middle of the running track where they were meant to start running like the 800 meters and stuff the next mm. day. So they, they also, in Rio, they built like a, this pathway along the water yeah. and then the waves hit it and just collapsed and killed two people <laughs> like two weeks ago. Because they're like, we should have made this path next to the water able to withstand the water. Yeah, look, hindsight, hindsight's it. a wonderful thing, isn't it? Anyway, I feel like this could be one of those times where the calamity is as calamitous as we think it might be. 
Yeah, but does that is that going to stop? That's not going to stop the event from happening. I mean, the thing no. is, it's going to happen. No, it'll happen. And people and the, are going to talk, oh, what a great moment No, it because was. there'll be nice pictures on um, on the TV and everyone will be like, oh, look at Christ the Redeemer. It's so beautiful. Yeah, right. Mm, and there'll be a lot of slow-mos and everyone will be like, oh, Olympic spirit. And then the place will be $5 do, billion do, do, do dollars in debt. Do you honestly believe that people are going to... I, I people am, froth on the Olympics and I love the Olympics. I don't. I think it's great. I don't froth on the Olympics. Well, it's something, has, something has tarnished it. Something. Forget dismembered foot. Forget football. Forget... Severed heads and guns and crap. Russia has stuffed it up. Russia has stuffed it up. And and this, my friend, is why. Our commission of investigation uncovered the following. First, the Moscow Laboratory operated for the protection of doped Russian athletes within a state-directed fail-safe system, which we describe as the disappearing positive methodology. What? Is the disappearing positive? I don't know. I fell asleep a little bit during that. And what? Well, the important thing there is the word state-run doping. Yeah. Okay. So basically, if you could imagine the most Russian way this could happen, that is exactly what happened. So the FSB, which is the KGB, but they decided to mix up the acronyms a little bit, um, were involved. They urine samples were being passed back and forth through a hole in the wall. So there was a cabinet with all the tests go in. And then on the other side of the wall, they cut a hole in, took all the positive ones out, put negative ones back in, and then so sealed the hole back up like it was like Maxwell Smart was involved. It is very Maxwell Smart. So I was excited by that. I think that's hilarious. I like yeah, it a lot. That's just dodgy. Apart from the doping dodgy. part. Yeah, I mean the dodgy, the doping part does put a bit of a, a dark palette. Yeah, but it. how like Russian? It's very Russian, and I'm just picturing we make the negative sample take. Out, put positive in. No, other way around. I'm just picturing Vladimir Putin and, and, Putin. Dolph, and Dolph Lundgren in, mm. like, scientists. In a montage! And Dolph is just there to, to piss in the cup and send it on through because there's nothing I can't go with you watching me, Vladimir. Um, it's dodgy. It's so dodgy. And it just makes the it's whole Olympics me. seem like a bit of a joke. Yeah, especially retrospectively because now in the news that 45 athletes have had retested their samples from 2008 in Beijing and 2012 in London... And they've just been busted, 45 more of them, uh, from all countries. Yeah, so it just makes the whole thing seem like a bit of a joke. Like, why bother? Like, if everyone's doping... It was like the Tour de France. Exactly. Yeah, but we're still watching it now. Are we? Is that, does that still exist? I thought that died. That's happening right now, man. Really? Yes. Is, is Lance Armstrong still there? You are the worst co-host of a sports podcast yeah, that no, I've I, ever had. I, I, I don't watch a lot of sport. You do. I watch bits. You fool. I binge, can't say that. I binge a lot of Netflix. But the You've point, taken what small amount of credibility we had and just thrown it against the wall. So you're assuming we had credibility coming in. and I well, would At least some people out there who thought maybe about, because we both just, work in sports journalism that some of us would watch sport and know some zero, shit about it. Zeroing in on the doping. You've got, I mean, their athletics thing, their track and field as it's called. Is like a joke. They're all banned. They're not. They're not welcome at the Olympics. No, and now no, they're, they're waiting out. on. They've, they've got something like three hundred. They were supposed to do this big like send off to the athletes. They had parades and all this shit planned for Moscow. Which do your country proud? Because they don't know if any athletes going to be welcome at the Olympics. They're waiting on the IOC to determine that. And yeah, the, we should the hear question, about that in the next twenty four hours. The I question I ask is, why the hell is it a question? Why? What? Like, it's a state-run doping ring. Sorry, not invited. Okay, so yeah, well, basically they're saying oh, the track and field athletes were definitely involved, but there's no way that the Russians go, well, we have enough drug for all athletes, but we just give to 
Can I keep doing my Russian the accent? time you busted out the... Actually, it's the third, so, but you missed uh, one. Russian accent. All right, what's your Russian accent? I don't have a Russian accent. Yeah, you accent. do. Go on. Dalsvadan, you asshole. That's actually really good. Thank you. Ah, that stings that. me a little. Anyway, <laughs> the point being... So do you let the, they all go. Do you let the, the rest of the Russians... Nah, go? they all got to go. They're all going to go. There's already going to be an international incident because of what's happened here. And there's no question that it's it's not like it's just Russia. That's the thing that I... That's They can't like, afford to have any question marks, so they've got to get rid of everyone just so we can all go back to pretending that no one's doping. But are we pretending? Because, like, go back to China a few years ago when they had all their swimmers and gymnasts that, you know, even the, all the female athletes look like dudes and the, the dudes There's look like... There's hair growing on her hair. Yeah, it's like... It's not a new I don't know thing. Why it's a Russia. not an exclusive to Russia thing. It's just that no one's surprised that Russia's been caught. It's no like, one is surprised. It's like someone got caught doping. It's like, oh, was it Russia? Yeah, that um, happened. Yeah, okay. Oh, those crazy calamitous Russians. <laughs> With their state sponsored. It doping. just adds further fuel to the fact that the Olympics is such a. It's a. It's. It's old news. How is this though? The WADA has suspended the accreditation of the Brazilian Doping Control Lab in Rio. The lab that was scheduled to handle all the tests during the Summer Olympics and the only water accredited lab anywhere nearby well, that, is no longer accredited. Yeah, but that's because the Brazilian labs are not exactly legit. No shit. Like from, I, I only can speak from knowing about the, the mixed martial arts side of it. Mm. And it's like, come on, we all know that the testing is not really tested. They just look at they just lift it up to the light, like in a cup, and go. It's pretty clear. I can't see any peptides swimming around in there. I'm actually lifting a glass while I do this and looking into the light. Quite, there's quite the show going on. But my glass is full of peptides because it's Saturday afternoon and that's when I like to peptide. And now for something completely different. Parramatta. That was seamless. You like that? Yeah, I it was. Talk, I want to talk about Parramatta because I don't understand what's going on with Parramatta and I keep getting told that it's a big deal. Okay, because it keeps being in the paper. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you a little story and I'm going to try and encapsulate in about 60 seconds all of what happened in Parramatta's season. Let's do it. Everything was good early on. They avoided a four-point penalty for salary cap breaches by making governance changes. That lasted nine days when board papers leaked. On the field, though, they had the best defensive start in 30 years, so things were good. Until the end of April, where Kieran Foran leaves for rehab. Five days later, 12 competition points were gone, plus the Auckland Nines title, $1.25 million, and some of the Eels board. One week after that, Junior Paulo played third grade rugby for some reason, because he's an idiot. Nathan Peets left as well, and then scored against his old club. Paulo, Corey Norman and James Seguiara were then in a picture at the Star with a lot of underworld types. Norman was busted for possession. Yay! Paulo left for the Raiders. 48 hours later, Foran was gone for the season, but that's okay because they had Brad Takarangi as a replacement. Then he got injured for a month. Semi Radradra left and then came back, but then he didn't, and then he was in France and Fiji, and what the hell was happening there, we still don't know. Corey Norman, now banned for eight weeks and fined $20,000, and now it looks like he could be going to the Dragons or somewhere else. Having finally lost all their points on the NRL website, all 12 anyway, they're still above the Roosters and the Knights. So, how good is Brad Arthur keeping the team together and competing, winning games and losing tight ones as well? That's the story of Parramatta's season. Somehow they're still in games when, really, any one of those things would have ended the season for a team that didn't have as much backbone. That's not the story to take away from all of that. Yeah, I'm on. trying to be positive, man. Good on you, Brad Arthur, for you know 
The guy's got two first names and we can trust him. But at the end of the day, when you're holding a piece of shit in your hand and you sprinkle glitter on it, you're still holding a piece of shit. Why and are you holding a piece of shit in your hand? Well, because that's what Parramatta are from what you're just saying. I'm a father. I have, so some, I have held shit there. in my hand before. In fact, like two days ago, I had to pick up a whole one. Solid? Yeah, they're solid now because she's 10 months old. Well, that's, that's lucky. Yeah, I mean, I had to say that she's 10 months old so you didn't think that I was the father of like a 14-year-old because <laughs> things would be real bad if that was the case. Let but, me ask you, let's, let's, let's just dial it back away from the shit chat. So they they screw the salary cap, right? Mm-hmm. So they shift off a lot of players. Yeah, had to. And like some who are like... like, big like Nathan Peace was the one that actually left. Anthony Watmo was mired in a bit of, can he go because we yeah. need to get under the salary cap And then, they, then the, their star playmaker has a bit of a meltdown. Yeah, and we feel for him too yeah. because if he's, so he's, he's not in the right so headspace... he's out then, of action... We hope for the best for him. Yes. Then their other star player just fucks off to Fiji. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I don't know what's going on there. Yes. And now the board's been sacked. Yeah, so just in the last couple of days, all five of those guys that were spending time trying to save their own jobs instead of trying to save the club have been let go. So, And because they're board members and also directors, basically the administration is kaput. And kaput. as a result of all of this, mm. they lose all their competition points. They lose 12. 12. Hmm. Was that all? That was, that was just the agreed amount. No, they've still got enough points to put them third last. Right. Which is sad for the Roosters and the Knights, don't you think? You haven't lost any points. And then the guys get done for, for holding Tic Tacs at the Star Casino. Mm, only one of them, Corey Norman, was holding a tick and a tack. And then he goes and makes the sex tape. Yeah, I didn't even mention the sex tape because it just wasn't, you know, it was only had only 60 seconds. And now he's been suspended. Yeah, so he won't play again for the rest of the season. Now other, other clubs, the Dragons, are leading the way, um, offering reportedly about $2.4 million over three years. But he wants to stay. Brad Arthur thinks he wants to stay, so let's right. see. I don't so, know why he wants to stay. So with all of that shit, mm. what's the takeaway? The takeaway for me is they've done remarkably well to continue to play games. Right. But the NRL but isn't, isn't is that- in a state of disaster. Right. With allowing all of this shit to go on with a club and it just to carry on, I don't understand how... It's only when people are entirely self-interested that a group of people can get together who are meant to be good at doing these things and still fuck it up so badly, so many times in a row, that this kind of thing happens and that's what the headlines are when we should be talking about how great it is that we're nearing finals and the competition's really tight and all of that kind of jazz but instead we're talking about all of this off-field stuff that just upsets me so where where does this sit then in terms of like you got the storm a couple of years ago with their salary Mm. cap and you go back go back even further the bulldogs and all the dramas they had when they had all their competition points taken off yeah Where, where does this sit in the pecking order of just general dodgy I don't think it's as bad as the storm but it's definitely in the top right five bad things to happen to the NRL right. ever and it's a shame right because they they're playing like if, if their points they're don't get taken good. off them they're in the top yeah they're in, yeah, they'd be in the top eight well that's a shame but I guess if you're rorting the salary cap and you, you're paying for the well exactly points. exactly I, I, look I just the NRL can't get out of its own way and but I feel like things are changing and hard lines are being taken, which is obviously flushing out some of the bad shit that we're hearing about. I think you did a very good job of summarising that whole situation for someone that has no idea what was going on. 
You, you think I don't know what was going on? No, no, I'm saying I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. I'm trying to give you some props. Yeah, if you don't know what's going on and you just keep seeing blue and gold in the paper and going, oh, something's happened, I can't be asked. that is all the stuff that's happened. And then the other reason you're seeing blue and gold in the paper, though, is his old mate, um, Jared Hayne. Oh, God. Why don't back, we have right? a little, like, musical thing that says, great segue, Rob, because... We should. You like that? Because that was great. Oh, thank you. I, I was that was that. great. Well, it's been my lifelong dream to come up with a solid segue, as you know. Mm, I know. You've been thinking about it all yesterday afternoon. All yesterday afternoon. Mm. Because now it turns out that old mate, um, lifelong dream, is he's going to go play rugby. He's just segueing his ran, way around the coast. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now is it? Well, basically, he's met with ARU boss Bill Pulver, and Bill Pulver says that Hayne rang them and said, I want to come in and talk to you guys. Because it was his lifelong dream. To lifelong dream to play for the Waratahs. Waratahs. Oh, yep. 100%. Yep. 100%. And then I was, I was actually reading the paper this morning and there was, uh, there was an article in there about the, the head coach of, of the Fiji World Cup team. Not the Sevens. We know that his lifelong dream to play for the Sevens is now over. He's got a new lifelong dream. Um, but the head coach of the Fiji World Cup team saying, we'd love you to come and play for us in the World Cup. Well, he has to. If he plays rugby, why he can't, can't he play he... for the Wallabies. Why? Because of his four minutes playing rugby for Fiji in the Sevens. He's now declared for Fiji. But and he the played, only didn't team he play for Fiji in the Rugby League World Cup one? I don't, that doesn't matter. And then he played for Australia. Yeah, right? but they just let they oh, just they just, just they, they select like Rader. Rader. It's like, oh, you played for Fiji, it doesn't yeah, matter. You're good enough. Like Let's come half, and play for half the Queensland team or from New South Wales. Yeah, well, exactly. It's very fluid, yeah, fluid. Right. But in the in rugby, it's not. So he can never Jared play for Hain, Do you reckon Jared Haynes a good rugby player if he goes over and plays rugby? I think so. I think so. He'd be a much better rugby player than he than he was an NFL player, and I think he was a good NFL player. And if he'd have gone over there when he was twenty two, he'd probably still be there. But well, except that his lifelong dream was to play for Fiji in the rugby. He's had a lot of dreams, man. He has a lot of sleep. Yeah. He has a nap. He wakes up and he's like, "I want to play for the Redbacks in the Sheffield Shield." <laughs> Get it done. Call somebody. He's daydreaming constantly. Can you just imagine, like Wayne Beavis or whoever his manager is, is just like, "I can't keep up with this man." Yeah. I can't keep up with this. You can't play for the Swifts, dude. Jared, you're a dude. Jared, you're a dude. You can't do that. You can't play on the LPGA tour. Strike the WNBA, man. You can't do it. Baseball, we can make that work. <laughs> Michael Jordan did it. I'd actually, he'd actually probably be a good baseball player. He's got, you know, no, don't even put that thought into his head. Fast between the bases. Anyway, I think it's going to be all right. I, I think it's a good idea to do that, and I guarantee that in another three years we're going to hear, we're going to be talking about the Jared Hayne rule that changed the rule for the Wallabies and who's you know because the Wallabies pushed and pushed and pushed to have Jared Hayne as a dual citizen play for the Wallabies, and that changed everything. Mm. Because if he's good in eighteen months, if he's good and he's scoring tries, we'll find a way to put him in the Wallaby side. Oh, there's no question of that. But do you think he goes back to Parramatta? Or do you think he plays rugby? Like, if, you, if you're a betting man, what do you put your money on? Because I guarantee you there'd be a market for it somewhere. I think that if he was interested in the money, he'd go back to the Eels. If he was in it for the money? No yes. way. Wouldn't he play, you play in Japan rugby during the off-season? I still play think... play Europe the I rest of the time. That's the biggest money draw for sure. I don't... Well, it depends what the Waratahs... If it is indeed There's the Waratahs no are prepared, the Waratahs or Parramatta are going to be able to offer as much money as you know you you too long. Well, I think that like report reports say that he could get about one point three million a season yeah. playing rugby league. Yeah, and that I mean you're not going to get a lot more than that playing rugby. You're probably going to get less. Yeah, but you're going to get you're going to be able to double dip. Playing yeah, but are you? I mean, is that? Of course you are. Are they going to do some deal with him that he can go play in Japan and get I this would, much? I and would think say, so. I still Jared think that Hayne there's more money on the play. Dream to play in every country. In well, the this world. is—I mean—you say that, but he's a guy that 
loves a challenge, right? So he just and he gives himself like six weeks and five minutes of game time to make the best sevens team in the world. Yeah. And he goes over and he doesn't give a shit about how big the mountain is to climb. He's mm. just like, well, this is what I want to do now, mm. and I want a challenge. It's not a challenge to go back to the eels if he and comes be back, lauded as the fucking savior. If he comes back, is he as good as? Because when he left, he was like arguably one of the best players in the world, right? When he comes back, is he as good? No, I don't think he's going to be as good. Not straight away. Maybe yeah. later, but like you can't go and do all this stuff and have your body change that much. Because he's a lot bigger now. He looks a lot bigger now. Yeah, too big to play sevens with all of those dudes that oh, just yeah, thought they could was, run up a vertical was, cliff. He was terrible at the sevens. Yeah, but he didn't have any time. He didn't give himself any time. Mm. For a guy who's had a lifelong dream, he really left it late to get into it. That's like he should have started earlier if yeah. he knew for his whole life that that's what his dream was. Yeah, there's always so much shit going on with NRL. It's hard to keep up. There is a lot, and that's why I try and encapsulate all this stuff. I mean, tomorrow there'll be something different, and this will all be obsolete. Mm. Jaron Hayne will have signed for the Red Bulls. You're, you're a Tigers fan. How are you feeling about the whole Robbie Farah thing? <sighs> Does that hurt your feelings a little bit? Yeah, okay. Well, this is what I think. Jason Taylor has copped a whole bunch of stick for this. But I would like to put my... I mean, I like Robbie Farah. He's been on shows that I've been on before. He's always very nice. He's been fantastic for my team. He's a couple of games away from 250 games. He's... He, he lives and breathes the Tigers. But if it is not the right decision to make... If Jason Taylor thinks that it's not the right thing to do to have Robbie Farrer in the team, then props to him for having the balls to make that call when he knows that every single person out there who just looks at the fact that Robbie Farrer just played in a winning State of Origin team that won State of Origin 3 well, and played they well... Won, they won one game. Yeah, they won one game. But you're only as good as your last game, so we'll just focus yeah. on that. To have the balls to send him from State of Origin to State Cup a week later because he thinks that overall the team plays better with Moses and Brooks and Tedesco being allowed to play freer when Robbie is there. It doesn't have the same... kind of doesn't gel the same way. Do, do, they, do they play better without Robbie Farrer? I think that he is right on those occasions where Robbie Farrer can overplay his hand. And that's why he was good from the bench. He was good from the bench when they played him three or so games off the bench. And that was okay. But then Jason Taylor decided to take a step further and he said he was confident to do that. Like He always wanted to get rid of him from the team altogether. Mm. But that was a mm. stopgap. There's obviously a personality clash there, though, as well. Oh, I think so. Because it's been I, going I, on for over a year. Yeah, but Robbie Farah has personality clashes with lots of people. Yeah. And he's a strong personality. Mm. And far be it for me to... Um, you know, run the rule over his personality. But I think let's back Jason Taylor and also well done to the Justin Pascoe and the rest of the West Tigers board for backing their coach in making that decision when they knew it wasn't going to be popular. So I just say, let's get on board. Mm. Thoughts? Will? You do seriously surprise me. Thanks. You surprise me to how shit you are. Because it's, <laughs> it's just constant. Like, it doesn't matter what the story is. You're just going to get on from this beat your drum for all oh, the Tigers. They've made the Nah, because West Tigers oh, fans are blowing up. Like, doesn't all, not all fans are saying the same thing as I am. And there'll be fans out there that are saying I'm full of shit. And that's all right. Well, it'd be more than just fans out there. Saying I thought you were going to do the other one. The, no, no, because I didn't one. feel like you went on, like, you made valid points. All right. Like oh, you'll save that. You'll save that other one that I know you've got up your sleeve for later. can for when you okay. make a completely right. rational argument. All right, we're running out of time, so it's time for a little bit of uh, a new segment. Well, they're all new segments. Yeah, it's they're all new segments. A, a, an old segment. Brand spanking new segment yep. called this. Quick fire. Oh wow. Okay. That this didn't is deep. Work as all right. Well as I wanted it to. Mm, no, it didn't. It didn't. 
It didn't. But that's okay. What we're going to do is we're going to run through some... We've got five minutes of this music that we have not plagiarised whatsoever from any no, other I, show. This is an original composition. Original composition. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get through some, some things real quick. Stephen Dank, shot at his home in Ascot Vale. Thoughts? Hilarious. 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 We don't have any... He got shot in the nose. No, I didn't... That kind of makes it more hilarious. I didn't realise Stephen Danks was still a thing. No, he's, he's still... He's, he lives... And do you know what I just, just recently just read? Just it would appear. He, he read, he, it, I read that someone has spoken to him and said that Dank thought that he got shot at because of comments he was going to make at a lunch that he was due to speak at today, today's Saturday, which is when we were recording, um, at the South Bendigo Football and Netball Club. He was going to make some accusations and someone wanted to silence him. Like underbelly. That's the deal. Hilarious. Hilarious? Hilarious. The fact that it's the South Bendigo Footy and Netball Club yeah. just makes it just beautifully Australian. I feel like it's going to come out that it's like Ricky Nixon or someone's the one that pulled the trigger. But if you're mm. the cops, you're going to go and check the, the Essendon roll call, the Essendon Football Club, mm. and find out which of them is licensed to carry it. I don't know. I feel like he, he also knows some pretty... Some guys that are in pictures with Corey Norman type stuff. Highly possible. Highly yeah, possible. Yeah. Quade Cooper. All right, Quade Cooper. Coming back to the uh, the Australian Rugby oh, Union. just pulled this out of nowhere. Uh, Good thing, Back from too long. Um, I don't think Quade Cooper is as good as everyone else does. Who does he play for? Does he well, play he played for, for too long, but he hasn't no, no, signed no, no, for the Reds yet. He comes back, he hasn't signed with anyone No, because yet. they haven't got a coach yet. Uh, so they, until, he, until they have a coach, he doesn't want to sign for them. But I think probably he's going to play for the Reds again. But I just don't trust him. I don't he? trust him like the way I trust Bernard Foley. Yeah, see, you just don't know what question. he's going to do. Does he play for the Wallabies? No, nah, I think we're going to stay with Phipps and Foley. I agree. We've got to, we've got to just build Plus, on platform. Foley doesn't shit his pants at the side of all black running towards him. Mm, no, I like Foley. I like everything about him. I like his beard now. He's got a beard, and beards make everyone look better. Beards are better. Yeah, okay. Uh, another drug bust in the UFC. Chad Money Mendez. Shock horror. Mm. Chad's a good guy. It's a shame to see this happen. Oh, you know to Chad. A, I know Chad. It's a shame to see this happen to a good guy. But, funny story. See it, it's a shame to see it happen to a guy. It didn't happen to him. Funny he story, did it. Funny story. He's popped for growth hormones. And when you consider that in his fight against Conor McGregor, he spent the whole time complaining and feeling victimised because Conor kept calling him Mini Mendez. Mm. It's pretty funny that he's popped for growth hormones. All right, so Conor McGregor actually, they fought uh, in July last year, and he was asked about this after Mendez got busted overnight, and he said, I wonder, was he on that stuff when we fought? One thing I know for sure, though, you can't put steroids on your chin. Oh, burn! Oh, burn. burn, sick burn. Sick burn okay, based on that, do we like Conor McGregor? We like Conor McGregor. We do still, do we? Yep, we like Conor I don't know McGregor. if I do. No, his shtick was getting old. It was. And then the way he came out after he got whooped by mm. Nate Diaz and handled himself, we like Conor McGregor. Okay, so alternatively, Ronda Rousey did not handle her beating by Holly Harnwell at all. Didn't so are we jumping right off the Rouse ship? No, because everyone else did, and they piled endless amounts of shit on her after she lost. We don't do that. We're not that. Don't tough. be, don't be just contrarian. No, Ronda was like I had the chance to meet Ronda when she was out here. She was nice. You know, she had. So she was many, nice. To, oh, she was nice. She had so many people ripping her in every way, shape, and form that I'm just not going to jump on that bandwagon. CrossFit Games is next week. What? Will. It's this weekend. This it's happening weekend. now. It's happening now. I've um, been watching it. I heard a rumor. Confirm or deny. Winners get handguns as prizes. They do, and that is the dumbest goddamn thing. I've ever heard in my life. It's very Trumpish. They get Glocks. Alright, so obviously if an international person wins, they can't take it home to their house. Like, why would you want to anyway? I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's a lot of military background to the CrossFit Games. It, all of the hero workouts, they're, they're named after fallen heroes in the army, etc. Blah, blah, blah. There is no justification. A lot of military stuff. For the prize that... Even the in, guy that even, runs it is a Navy even SEAL. Even in NASCAR, that six-shooter that they give the guy when he wins the round in Texas, it's not a real fucking six-shooter. No, I think it's the dumbest thing ever, and they're all a pack of rednecks for doing it, and I love CrossFit, and I love the sport, and that's Hopefully really disappointing. Hopefully all, all the CrossFit people will just, you know, treat themselves in, in a celebratory victim. Come on, man! 
It's like, are you not? Have you bye not bye got big enough guns already? Bye are bye you bye not bye strong bye. enough? Do you need a gun? You're all massive. You are the best at exercise. All right. Now go shoot each other. We're running out of time in this brand new composition of music that we've got. We've got about 40 seconds left. Bob Arum versus Dana White. Bob Arum's heaped crap on the MMA yep. uh, about their drug testing, saying boxing doesn't need drug testing, but MMA is a joke. And Dana White said, uh, uh, does anyone give a fuck about Bob Arum? What he thinks? I don't know he was still alive. I remember a bit of fat, red, alcohol abuse-faced Arum chirping about the oodles of money the Fatitas were going to lose on the UFC. He's the biggest dirtbag in all the sports. I look forward to sticking around and continuing to kick his ass in every aspect of our business. <gasps> Bob Arum, to you, I say, $4.2 is a pretty funny joke. Burn! Oh, oh Bob like Yeah, exactly. They took it for, what was 147,000% yeah, rise 147, from 2001. return on investment. Isn't that ridiculous? Bought it for 2 million, 2 sold million it for 4 billion. To 4 point whatever billion. Yeah, when, you, when, you, when you've made that much money, you don't need to plus, hold back. Plus, who cares about Bob Arum at the end of the day? Do, do, do he's Floyd Mayweather's promoter. Who Bob Arum are, I knew that he's Floyd Mayweather's promoter. Floyd Mayweather is Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, okay, all right. Are we nearly at the end of this original conversation? I think conversation? that is the end of my original conversation. Really? I think it's Can I phone a friend? Uh, no. Ah, oh, it just cuts out really, like, brutally as well. I thought it was perfectly timed. So, actually, that really made me feel tense, like, having that music on. So, like, when I sit and watch unnamed show that has similar music but it's not the same for legal purposes... Well, let me know what that show is because they, yeah. clearly they've been listening when I've been recording my original composition... I can just see you here in your living room, just like with your violin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so there's a show that has very similar but not exactly the same music. And you always think to yourself, these idiots, like they ask the $100 question and old mate who, you know, we've just heard about how they have five cats and all that other kind of backstory crap. And then they just crumble under the pressure of the easiest mm. question ever. Having... A microphone in front of my face while that music is playing Pressure's made on. me really tense. Pressure's on. And then you add like cameras and lights and stuff into that. It's no wonder when they say, you know, yeah. how do you spell ABC that people get it wrong. Yeah, and they just freak out. Yeah. And especially when they've got an uh, unnamed host that on there that I don't know, that I don't know what his name is and I can't say mm. his name. Mm. Well, I don't even know what it is. Let's call him E. McGuire or mm. maybe Eddie M. Mm. Probably best know. not to mention him on a, a podcast that you want people to listen to. Hmm. Let's call him. Kind of a polarizing character. Oh, polarizing. That, you're saying okay. No, let's not get into the slander. No way. Yes, he's a polarizing character. I think that's going to wrap us up. Okay, so if, if um, you've tuned in halfway through, I don't know how you've done that because you have to download the whole thing. Yeah. But we'll just mention again. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Facebook, Unfiltered AU. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Same thing, Unfiltered AU. Get in touch with us. Um, download via SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. It's all up there. Um, my name is Will McCloy. I'm a uh, the I'm journalizer. A, I'm an Aquarian. Aquarian, or am I an Aquarius? I think you're. A, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm also that. Um, and I think we're done here, right? All right. Bye All now. Right. Bye now.